meow, 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 who the fuck is going to listen to this? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Film Mary Mary Kill. Uh, my name is Andy Mitchell. My name is, uh, I believe, Sam Lasbury. You believe correct as far as, okay, unless you've so, been lying good. to me this whole time. Mm, I'll never tell. Let me let me share something with you before we get started with our show. Now we we make okay. reference often to my dear older brother, whom we call Statman Matt. Um, Statman Matt Mitchell. Um, lovely, lovely fellow. Also, may I add, uh, a very tall person. Also tall. Um, he... Some would say too tall. <laughs> <laughs> now, hang on, I'm taller than him, so let's let's. Uh... I I don't know. I think I'm Matt's a little bit taller than you, Andy. <laughs> Oh, don't, don't, don't get to my, my vulnerability spots here. I just wanted to share this, just going to share this text he gave last Wednesday. Here's how behind I am on podcasts. I just got disappointed and amused by you, me, Andy, killing Lego Star Wars special. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) I go like, oh, you're going to love all the references you get in the subsequent episodes. And he's like, (laughs) what does that mean? It's like, you'll find out. (laughs) Uh, so he, shout out. So wait, he hasn't even like he hasn't even seen like when we challenge each other yet. No, he hasn't. He's he he's uh he's getting to it. Um, but anyway, I wanted to bring that up. I know you gotta head out here soon, Sam. So let's just get to it. This is a show in which we talk about the movies we've watched over the course of a week. You can follow along with us on our letterbox pages. I'm at Kinetic Android. I'm Sam underscore Lounsbury. Yeah, and let's just launch right into it. What we watched this week. Sam, what did you watch this week since we last uh, taped uh, last Monday? Uh, The first film I've seen since then has been uh, This is Spinal Tap for the very first time. Uh, I've also saw, I also saw that uh, the uh, Undone, the series on Amazon Prime. Uh, Andy, I watched your challenge to me, uh, The mm-hmm. Passion of Joan of Arc, mm-hmm. which we'll get to later. Um, yes, we will. I'll tell you right now, I was not ready for it. Uh, <laughs> uh, followed with uh, Nicholas Winding reference, uh, The Neon Demon, mm-hmm. 2016. The newest release uh, by uh, commercial director, uh, and when I mean commercial, I mean like hamburger director uh uh chan handock the little things and uh dario argento's uh one of his earliest masterpieces deep red from 1975 ah yes and i um believe i'm gonna assume you watched that because of uh the neon demon because you had texted me also while watching the neon demon just being like what is this guy doing (laughs) so much red yeah um it's a lot of uh you I mean, it's weird to see those two parallel to each other because I know, um, I know that's not what everyone thinks about when they think of those two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Nicholas Winding Refn has has a same tan- has the same tan- tendencies for tangents and uh, obnoxious <laughs> obnoxious camera work, <laughs> and some would say uh, a very similar subject matter in the way that how they view women. And Ooh. I, uh, I don't, I, I, yeah, Nicholas Wine Refn, you're, this is probably my favorite of his, but that doesn't say a lot. Really? Oh, uh, I still I've only love seen, Drive. I haven't seen Drive recently, uh, mm. but uh, I, this is, I think I liked a lot more of the imagery in Neon Demon than Drive, but mm. I can also uh, say that the film's overall story and themes really grossed me out. <laughs> mm, okay that's and keanu reeves is playing a creepy motel owner which did you it, whatever you want <laughs> i mean i do love a do love a random keanu reeves part all right i have a lot of things that uh were logged since the we last uh last recorded although a lot of them are short films i'll get to mm-hmm. them so Go for it. Uh, we record on the 25th. I just seen Crimes and Misdemeanors. I will say this week, I finished all of the uh, films that were left on that watch list for Film Spotting Madness's uh, Best of the 1980s shortlist on the 
film spotting podcast. Uh, so all those. Congratulations. Thank you. I feel so accomplished. Um, I bet you do. <laughs> That's uh, a lot of hours of movies you have to watch. Perhaps too many. Um, which is the story of my life and this podcast. Um, yep. So on the 26th, uh, that Tuesday, I watched uh, Sex, Lies, and Videotape, uh, Steven mm. Soderbergh's Breakout. Um, I watched uh, Mystery Train, uh, Jim Jarmusch's, um, I guess kind of like mini anthology film about uh, uh, Jim Jarmusch characters in Memphis. Um, <laughs> and then on the 28th, I watched a, uh, a short from Jane Campion uh, that was on the Criterion a channel called passionless moments um then another short um i have i logged f- five things on friday the 29th um in part because i f- started watching one movie the night before finished that then squeezed in another movie that was shorter plus three short documentaries that were on the new york times is uh, website that were also playing uh they're also playing sundance they did a nice thing where they uh, just posted a video of three, like 15 minute short documentaries. And those documentaries were called uh, A Concerto is a Conversation, um, which is a, kind of a personal story from composer Chris Bowers uh, talking to his grandfather about um, racism and uh, the Great Migration. There's a Tears Teacher, which is about uh, a Japanese man who tries to teach people to access their emotions and cry more openly. And then uh, something called the field trip, my favorite of the three, which was like a short version, like a shorter, younger version, a little bit of boy state, only it's kids pretending going to like a, like kid town USA type place where they get to pretend to be uh, grownups and CEOs. And this is what being a grown up is like. Um, and it just made me feel so depressed for kids. Um, but that was... <laughs> That was my favorite. That day, also Friday, I finished uh, Cinema Paradiso, um, which is uh, an Italian film uh, about the about the wonders of cinema, and My Neighbor Totoro, um, Miyazaki's um, another masterpiece uh, from 1988. Uh, so then Saturday, I fit in on the 30th. I fit in two movies. Um, I got your challenge taken care of. Uh, matinee, mm-hmm. Joe Dante's matinee. We may talk about it later. Um, surprisingly, uh, paralleled with Cinema Paradiso, both very nice tributes to the, <laughs> the act of going to movies in theaters. Uh, and then that night, uh, Colette and I took in Moonstruck, which was the final film of the 80s marathon. So thanks to me. Um, so then I was like, what do I watch now? Because... <laughs> film spotting already like announced a bajillion marathons and stuff they want to do this year and uh, i decided to go with some comfort food or start other things that were tangentially related to comfort food i watched on youtube wes anderson's debut short film uh bottle rocket um it's got a young owen wilson and luke wilson and it was kind of the basis of his debut full length of the same name and then that night i watched uh, i rewatched goodfellas you know, another masterpiece uh, from Scorsese. <laughs> and then today, um, uh, sort of to honor the start of Black History Month, um, I watched a little short silent comedy film called Two Nights of Vaudeville that was uh, part of the African-American uh, filmmaking pioneer uh, section of the Criterion Channel. Uh, short little slapstick comedy uh that has a uh, two two black guys at the center and i also watched the first episode of pretend it's a city the scorsese uh <laughs> bit with fran lebowitz which hopefully i'll finish um it it seemed interesting it's it, i saw it get parodied on snl over the weekend i love it being described as a bit by you as opposed to a full <laughs> documentary series <laughs> it's like fran lebowitz and uh Martin scorsese are trying to do their two-man show <laughs> they're trying to get they're trying to get uh trying to get booked to the beat kitchen and <laughs> <laughs> i would say that when when live shows are back i would definitely watch them too <laughs> i uh, oh yeah i would love to see them do zip zap zap for 45 minutes <laughs> who wouldn't all right <laughs> um so uh are we gonna play some film mary kill mm-hmm. yes <laughs> okay the answer is yes 
All right, let's see who goes first. Let's flip the coin. Let me share the old screen. All right, heads or tails, Sam? Tails. Again, Swedish the... coin. <laughs> yeah. And it's ta- again, you win. I'm. I call shenanigans on this website. All right, Sam. I mean, it, don't it, don't look at the URL. Uh... <laughs> Would you like to go uh, first in giving or first in receiving? Receiving, please. All right. Sam, this is uh, I, I did a little bit beforehand, and so I know I know what I want to do. I want to give you three films that uh, you you seem to have enjoyed based on ratings. Um, I'm going to take out Undone. I, I definitely want to see that. I'm glad that like you seem to have loved it so much. It's been on my radar, and you know hopefully I'll I'll make some more time for it now that I'm not slave to a list of films i feel like i have to watch um That's, so yeah I'm, I'm glad that you have been released and i'm glad that adam <laughs> josh could finally let you out of your cage uh, but Same. i do have to say though a uh, little thing about undone before we do film mary kill it is very yeah. good and uh i was i was uh re- recommended to it recommended to it by people uh who had saw my i'm a big fan of the show russian doll on netflix Oh yeah, I've never seen that either. That show uh, is like w- one of my favorite things. Okay, uh, it, it, what a deal! I just found it very personal and very honest, and I I liked it a lot. Um, and that being said, uh, when people were talking about Undone, they thought I I was kind of writing off as like, oh, it's a similar story, just animated. Don't really care. Uh, but I'm very grateful that a friend of mine, a fellow filmmaker and film lover Dax De La Winta told me no dude you should watch this this is real if you like Russian Doll you'll probably like this as well and he was right uh it stars Rosa Salazar as a as a independent uh kind of the black sheep of her own family who uh after getting a car wreck she discovers that she can control time or that she believes she can control time oh <laughs> uh with the help of her dead father oh wow um played by bob odenkirk in a very oh cool interesting and very different space different pace for him type of role he's just in this weird stage of his career where it feels like every role is now going to be a different pace like i mean the guy who started off in second city and mr show Mm -hmm. um who directed a guy i went to high school with uh who had a bit part in let's go to prison um, then becomes Saul, Saul Good, uh, I don't know. Saul Goodman. Thank you. All right. I should watch. I should actually finally watch Breaking Bad at some point. Um, and oh, better. you should not um, admit that on, on air. Too late. It's too so late. you have not watched any Breaking Bad? I've watched two seasons of Breaking Bad. Um, I've watched up to, at the end of season two of Breaking Bad, I guess this is a spoiler mm. if you haven't seen it, but not really. It's not a spoiler. Um, no, I, it's been I a just, couple years. I just know the... Uh, at the end of that season, the relationship between Walt and his wife, Skylar, was really, really tense and really, really fractured. And I had just gone through one of the worst breakups I'd ever been through. Um, and uh, yeah, I wasn't really feeling following that storyline anymore <laughs> and just never continued with it. So um, yeah, Breaking Bad still exists. I still don't really know how it ends. I think I have an idea, but I uh you know don't don't at me guys um so uh but that being all that being said um all that being said um yeah let me give you your three that i want you to play fuck mary kill with please do i'd like you to play with (laughs) deep red Mm -hmm. this is spinal tap and of course the passion of joan of arc (laughs) he sighs and looks down you know it's not even gonna be a competition right I like it's so. gonna be like super easy. I hope. I I hope this is easy for you. It's good to know that you feel things strongly. That you're not in anguish. I don't want to see my friend Sam in anguish over this this silly silly show. Oh, and we. Uh, I I love that you've practiced that line in the mirror so many times that it's able to come off as authentic over the air as it is over sounding. Wow! Uh, Fuck you too. <laughs> Hey Matt, uh, if you want a co-host position? I might, I might be get kicked off. <laughs> oh, oh, oh boy! Uh, well, honestly, uh, 
I'm gonna marry Passion of Joan of Arc. Obviously. 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 It, tell me, like, tell me about your experience. Well, let's. What are you gonna fuck? <laughs> That's the order of this, man. You're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I broke. I broke the the order. Uh, I'm gonna marry. I'm gonna fuck. Actually, this is Final Tap. Oh, this is so delightful. The two, so you're killing the one thing I haven't seen. But let's, you haven't seen Spinal Tap before? I'm certain that I've seen clips of it throughout my life. Sure. I have never watched it from beginning to end till a couple week, couple days ago. Yeah, And I'm Surely willing to do. lie about that going <laughs> forward. Wow. Because, <laughs> uh after this episode i will probably say i've seen this movie uh, back in like elementary school because it is so <laughs> fundamental to everything that like i find funny yeah and everything like that's been funny around me yeah <laughs> going forward and oh, i'm just man. like oh well this is well you're obviously going to be in the canon now uh, oh, i'm so glad you're I'm so glad you're uh, more open and <laughs> in quoting it now. Hopefully, yeah, it's it's a it's another masterpiece. It's it's maybe one of you you call Deep Red a masterpiece. So yeah, I'm challenging you with these three masterpieces. Oh well, it's it's I haven't finished Dario Argento's all of his work yet, uh, but it, a lot of people have considered Deep Red his magnus opus, or it's considered widely acclaimed uh, as the greatest giallo film ever made wow uh i'm not i'm not sure if you're familiar with giallo films but they are or giallo <sighs> if but, they're if anyone i but, let uh, me let me tell you what i think i know about them um i know they're they're horror movies uh they're out of out of italy dario Argento is the main guy suspiria is the first film i think of um and they're surreal and very very bloody i'm gonna correct you you are Right on surreal and very bloody. Okay. And everything else, you're kind of off. Oh, okay. Great. Uh, School me, baby. All right. Uh, This is going by my limited knowledge. So if anyone out there uh, has more, trust me, David Elrich, if you're from IndieWire, if you're fucking listening to this and you want to add me, go for it. Yeah, uh, only but, David Eric though. <laughs> Don't, yeah, Adam, if, Josh, if you guys at me, I'm going to ignore you again. And wait. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Sam liked your tweet to me though when I was saying like what my goal was for a 2021 film and I said like I don't know maybe reading more and you're like you're not reading more. (laughs) (laughs) You and I both know you didn't like look it was either watch something watch something else or dot 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 read more and we both know (laughs) it's not going to be the third one. Right Uh, totally. Yeah um, Giallo films are uh they started in the early six, late sixties. They were exploitative, uh, very violent, very bloody, uh, pulpy stories um, that were very popular around international audiences and drive-in audiences in the American institutions. Um, uh, but it was, it's, it's not horror-related, although some people consider horror to be a part of it. Giallo experts will probably say no, <laughs> um, mm. because they are very much entrenched on uh, psychotherapy and 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 gender roles and a lot of like real life things, and they're less interested about the occult. Mm. Uh, Dario Gento is one of the big names that we know in America, but he was actually uh, stealing stuff from a guy named Mario Bava, who's been doing it way longer and is considered a more like. Uh, I, I guess I actually haven't even seen him, but I'm excited to see him now. Uh, a more accepted uh, godfather of the genre of giallo. And giallo, for anyone who do, who's wondering what that word means, is the Italian word for yellow, which was a it, it was the primary color they used to uh, publish short, pulpy stories in Italy. Hmm. So they just took that and just continued that tradition in the cinema. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and everyone considers uh, Deep Red a specifically important film in that subgenre of Giallo because it's it deals with a lot of, and when I say deals with, I mean like a lot of retrospective uh, film scholars have gone back and tried to like, like 
uh, I don't want to say, I don't want to accuse anyone of seeing things that aren't there, but they're definitely making connections that the director did not intend. Uh, <laughs> but uh, a lot, so that. many, yeah, so many uh, uh, film essays and uh, film stoner essays have been written by <laughs> about Deep Red, about its mise-en-scene and its use of gender confusion and like how it, it deals with uh, switching of roles in in the in storytelling in that regard in that respect and it's a fine fine film um it, i did like it a lot it's a four-star film i rated it that uh but it's i think i've seen more impressive stuff from him and i've seen uh this this did take me a couple days <laughs> a couple days to finish because like i had to i started last night and i didn't really i i i wasn't ready to finish it because I just had a lot of other stuff I had to take care of. But I finished it this morning and it it was fine. Uh, I think that there's there's some other Dario Argento films I would start with before this one. Maybe Suspiria, maybe Cat and Nine Tails. Uh, but you really can't go wrong with any of his earlier 70s, uh, 60s stuff. But uh, yeah, I definitely would kill that. I'm gonna marry Passion. The I've already said I married Passion. The Joan of Arc, mm-hmm. and Andy, it it you you tricked me. How how did I do this? <laughs> you told me this was gonna be an old movie, and this is way ahead of my time. This is way ahead of anyone's time. Like you, goddamn. Did you practice that one in the mirror too? <laughs> no, really, I I meant that. <laughs> like I, I did practice it because I had to get that sentence down. <laughs> yeah, I did. Isn't it just? Isn't it just one of the greatest things you've ever seen? It is one of the greatest films I've ever seen. It's insane because like it mm. immediately gets you right off with the score of just like haunting choir. Mm-hmm. And the, the camera angles are like so ahead of like 1920s time of what you imagine it to be, especially when you see what other people are doing in that time. <laughs> it's so, it's so ahead of its time that like when I, I see it, like it, it's weird to see like people like use old instruments because I just keep on thinking like oh this is from 2000 or like early early 90s it's so good uh but it's the story of Joan of Arc the trials and eventual execution of Joan of Arc mm-hmm. done by uh <laughs> done maliciously and uh terribly by old white men mm-hmm. and uh Andy I don't think that there's ever been a more timely film from 1928. Uh, from 1928, <laughs> that has spoken lengths oh, and man. in detail and an emotional uh, payoff, oh, like man. Passion of Joan of Arc. It is, uh, it, I, I mean, we could go on about every single thing about this, but uh, I think the one thing is like the, I think the biggest thing that I'm always kind of impressed by still is the lead, lead actress's performance. Uh, I forget her full name. It's uh, Fulconchi, so I, I that's her oh, last nope. name. Nope, it is is Falconetti. Falconetti, I believe it's uh is how it's pronounced. I think it's Maria. Either way, do a barrel roll. Uh, <laughs> 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 nice, <laughs> nice reference. Um, I can't wait for for four people to at me on Twitter. <laughs> um, but no, she's incredible. She's amazed yes yeah it is it, i think the biggest the best thing i wasn't ready for and i don't think i feel like they found this in the edit i i refuse to believe that she intended to do this on on it on like they wrote it in but like when she's at she's at execution by the way joan of arc dies sorry spoilers uh historical <laughs> spoilers historical spoilers if you're not familiar with it joan of arc is dead but <laughs> There's a scene where she's on the she's on the stake and she's about to be burned, and the executioner like loses uh loses a strain of the rope that she's that just falls on her ground. Instead of like like anyone else like not wanting to help, she literally grabs the end of the rope and gives it back to the executioner for her to be (laughs) continue to tie up. And I was like, what what the? (laughs) Yeah, that was the moment I'm like, oh no, this character is so. Uh, blindly <laughs> devoted to her faith and 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 believing that what she is doing is is going to be 
meaningful, which it does. I, I mean, I don't know how I feel it does, mm-hmm. but that small act of like of uh, surrender and and or of just really kind of broke me and I had to pause it and like take a walk a little bit even though it's like maybe 15 minutes till the movie ends I like that moment just took me a step back and I was like I got I I can't finish this right now mm. but it's so it's so beautiful Andy it's it's really one of those uh incredible films that I, when you said this I was like Oh shit! This is what Andy watches on the regular. Like, <laughs> no wonder he's annoyed by me and my like, like my one and a half star movies. Like I'm watching Bratz for fun, and he's like, he's watching this stiff stuff every day. Dude, I watch Bratz first. Let's not let's not get into, like let's you know I'm. <laughs> but like Andy, you and I, out of like the out of the two of us, one of us is gonna like want to watch brats again yeah it's gonna it's, be me well i i also uh, i no, i've told colette it's just like uh that my uh, <laughs> my that's like it's because I, I was talking about how bad cats was like but it wasn't bad enough in the way that like this is insane and hilarious and like i gotta show this to people because like it's badness is itself a kind of joke like i thought cats was weirdly too sincere yeah, no, it it it's definitely not Ben and Arthur, like mm. <laughs> like like your fat like your fabricated that people would want to release this. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Andy, you're you're not can around, and the uh, so I mm-hmm. guess the the final lineup is married passion of Joan of Arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck, this is Spinal Tap, and tell people I've been fucking it for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, kill deep red. Uh, Very understandable. Fine argento, fine argento, but there's better ones, and you could find uh, uh, more coherent ones as well. I have a, it. It it feels. I can't think of the movie right now, but I'm imagining you like try like killing, killing deep red, and it's like it's it's like I know what it is now. It's like near the end of The Godfather. Spoiler: If you've seen The Godfather, where Tessio is exposed and he Colvenza is going to take him to be killed. And he just has this look. It was like, it wasn't personal. It's just Bitcoin's like, I know. And then he just gets in the car because he knows he's going to die. That's what deep red is. And you're Clemenza. And you're just like, he kind of is like, yeah, you know, I had to compete with the, this is spinal tap and passion of Joan of Arc, but that's how it, that's how this game works. Yeah, no. Uh, and believe me, if this was cab nine tails, I had seen, we would probably, this would be a tougher decision, uh, but I'm familiar with Argento's work. And, uh, and you're, you're right. Um, well, uh, it, is, it, is, it is, there is nothing personal about it, but Dario, yeah. you got cancer. You got to answer my emails. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, I don't want to say like, I've been waiting, but I think the kill speaks for itself. Uh, <laughs> it's weird to take this so personally because i had nothing to do with the making of this movie at all but it makes me feel happy that you also really enjoyed the passion of jenna bark so i'm really glad this challenge worked worked in my yeah. Andy, uh, you knew it was gonna work <laughs> i wait <laughs> what, what if i said like that? what if i came back and said and you're like it's you know whatever what, fuck that movie it's like <laughs> Why were people not speaking English? Fuck this movie! Like, what? Like, what, yeah. you, what if I came back to you like this? Would have been would, would have been interesting. Would have been interesting content. I would have. I would have. Uh, it would have been interesting content. Um, it's like this. This lady is not even that great. She's not even like emoting that well. She's not even hot. Why do I care? Oh God! <laughs> I'm, hey, I can say worse things than anybody. It's true. <laughs> You have proven this time and time again. Sam, out of my 13 films, what are you, what would you like me to fuck, marry, and or kill? All right. So the common thread is that I've seen all these films but one. Wow. As the that is oh, okay. the, the two between us. So mm-hmm. uh Andy, I would like you to fuck Mary Kill. Manet. Of course. Cinema Paradiso. Mm-hmm. And uh, sex lies and video tapa. <laughs> this is. I also... will not correct my correct my grammar. 
this is also going to be kind of easy for me based on just my own general opinion. So, um, I, uh, so I rated, uh, cinema paradiso and matinee. Let's, let's talk about these two movies. Um, I did not plan this by the way. <laughs> I, I didn't plan it either. Cin- cinema, <laughs> cinema paradiso. I mean, a little bit, I knew I'd been trying to watch cinema paradiso <laughs> for a little bit. Um, but it's by, uh, Giuseppe, uh, Tor- uh Tornatore. Um, yeah. it is a, uh, nostalgic look back at a character uh, through three stages of his life as a child, as a teenager, and as a as a grown adult man. Um, as a child, he's enamored by the movies in his small uh, Italian village uh, and always wants to go up to the projection booth where um, a projectionist uh, named, I believe, uh, Alfredo is his name? Um, what's, I'm sorry, I'm, do, I'm bad at things. Yes, Alfredo is his name. So um, he's, he's, he forms a begrudging, kind of paternal love-hate relationship with this projectionist and ends up getting a job at this theater um, until he's told to, you know, you need to leave this town and become become a real real boy, um, become a real man. Um, but it's, it's very much a nice, like, nostalgic look at um, the community aspect of seeing movies together about the magic of a movie theater um while also being a weird movie about uh the perils of nostalgia despite it also being a very nostalgic movie um compare that to matinee which is a joe dante movie uh takes place uh over one weekend during the cuban missile crisis i didn't realize that until i was watching it of uh john goodman as kind of a shuckster uh low rent b-movie producer trying to do this one last big gimmick screening around his latest film about a uh, half man half ant of course called mant man <laughs> um and also just a nice uh while while kind of like filling in like a saturday matinee style adventure on top of uh these characters who are going to see a saturday matinee <laughs> Um, also has a lot of like nostalgia and kind of love for the community aspect of seeing a movie in a theater together. Great, both great COVID-19 watches. So uh, I'm fucking matinee. Uh, I'm, I'm fucking matinee. Um, it, I, had a, I had a ball watching it. Um, Isn't you're, it so fun? It is very fun. I thought, I thought John, John Goodman, uh, star, uh, was, very, was very charming as he always is. I really love the running joke uh, with his, um, I, I guess like his partner, his uh, his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, she plays at one point uh, as they're doing the screening. She dresses up in kind of like a sexy nurse outfit, very begrudgingly, <laughs> and makes yes. people sign like waivers to say like we are not held liable if you die of fright <laughs> because of this movie. <laughs> and, there's a, there's a joke in there too. Sorry to spoil it, but there's a joke where it's like, like a kid is like, I cut my elbows. Like, oh, it looks bad. Anyway, it's just like her, her complete dismissal of this little boy as a nurse. It made me laugh so much. Um, yeah, I it had the kind of like, and also because it's Joe Dante, and I know Joe Dante from uh, from Gremlins, like the actual like creature feature they see, you can tell like he had a lot of fun making the the faux special effects of that oh um, yeah clearly has a lot of love and fun with like that kind of like schlocky movie and i also just i think i just watched this at the perfect time like i watched this a little after i ate lunch on a saturday so like the perfect kind of like matinee time to see a movie called matinee um, it's, it's very funny that i feel like that you and i would probably see each other uh at the music box if this was showing probably like, we would see it like at two o'clock mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. Just running to each other like all with, the way out. With or without my fiance. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I, I, I would go, there. I would go alone and proudly. <laughs> totally. God, I miss I miss solo theater uh, outings <laughs> so much. Um, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Like I um I'm marrying sex lies and videotape. So mm-hmm. um yeah, that movie I thought was super remarkable. I mean it. I'd not obviously not seen it before, um, but knowing like the reputation of uh, Steven Soderbergh, there's a snarky thought I had at the end of it. Um, 
that I did I couldn't make into a clever enough thing uh, to make as my joke review. But I kept it was reminding me a bit of Closer, which came out in hmm. two thousand and eight. No, two thousand four. Um, yeah. Came out my when I was a freshman in college. Uh, it's a Mike Nichols film based on a play. It's got Clive Owen, Julia Roberts, Jude Law, Natalie Portman. Uh, two couples kind of intermingling and talking about relationships and sex, which is a lot like sex lies and videotapes in a certain <laughs> sense. Although it's that's more about uh, a married couple. Uh, you got Peter Gallagher. You got uh, Andy McDowell. Um, you've got Peter Gallagher's uh, friend played by James Spader. And you've got Andy McDowell's sister, whose uh, actress name escapes me at the moment, but she was great. She was probably one of my favorite of the four as far as performances go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then their weird intermingling uh, in talking about, as the title would suggest, sex, lies, and videotape. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I had this thought that you know, if I had seen this in high school or early in college, I bet I would could have been that kid <laughs> in my dorm to have been like, oh, closer. Yeah, that's cool. But have you seen Sex, Lies, and Videotape? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say you were going to be like James Spader and just be <laughs> watching videos in your room naked. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, that's not. I mean... I might have tried that haircut at one point. <laughs> Who knows? We've all done that haircut. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's a nerdy boy's transition. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's. Uh, I thought that movie was fantastic. You could see why it like blew up the way it did, just despite it being so you know contained this super powerful in terms of its writing and getting these young actors who it's weird like except for like Andy McDowell's sister like all three of them has like big long careers I mean her her sister I'm gonna find out her name damn it (laughs) I mean her sister's like in Spin City am I right I think you might be Michael J Fox okay okay so yeah but because you I, I know she like she works. She's not like she's she never it's not like she made nothing after Sex Lies and Videotapes. I just know like Andy McDowell has been in a few other iconic movies. Uh well Peter Peter Gallagher is is also mainly a TV actor. Um and I feel like I've seen him a lot. And of course James Spader's James Spader. James Spader's James more Spader's... Of a TV actor now too. <laughs> yeah. Peter Gallagher, uh that guy reminded this this guy's been playing like uh big assholes who's definitely having sex with your wife like <laughs> like it's this american beauty yeah and uh i'm assuming another one uh, he's mm-hmm. just been like oh the the oc the original the first season yes. of the oc yes where he's not an asshole but he's definitely having sex with your wife <laughs> it's such it's it was just a fun thing of like man peter gabriel has one of those unfortunate faces where you just <laughs> love to hate him <laughs> so much <laughs> it he, is. Has, he has like a used car salesman or like a, a real estate broker <laughs> face that you just like you're i i should oh. i do not feel bad for hating your face but you were probably a nice guy i don't remember his name and i'm not gonna t- take up valuable podcast time looking it up but i remember the uh being in high school and listening to the director's commentary of fight club and the guy who plays uh and Norton's uh, boss in uh, in Fight Club, oh, yeah. David Fincher said, like he also has this kind of face that just makes you like want to like hate him and hit him. And it's like, and it's not a nice thing to say about a person, but it's the truth. No. It's just like, oh wow, David, you bitch. <laughs> anyway, the man, uh, the man may be insane. <laughs> Laura San Giacoma, and yeah, on her bio, even on Letterboxd, talks about uh, the sitcoms that she, and TV shows, she's long-running shows that she's been a part of. So yeah, it's just a great, anyway, Sex, Lies, and Videotape is a great film that captures these four actors at a great period. Um, And yeah, it's just, it's so interesting. um, And so, yeah, just like, kind of, it reminded me of Closer and made me wish I'd seen it sooner so I could have had all these kind of like, oh, what does it mean to love kind of things uh, <laughs> when I was at that age rather than where I'm at now, um, which mm-hmm. unfortunately means I'm going to kill Cinema Paradiso. Now, I bring it up with Matinee because, again, I felt those movies were very similar yeah. in intent and in theme, but definitely different in execution. And I'm sure some cinephiles are 
appalled because you know Cinema Paradiso is kind of a classic, uh, especially of Italian films. Um, it, I believe, won the Oscar. It was has a Ennio Morricone score that a lot mm. of people really enjoyed and cited um, after he passed away not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, I will say it's probably a better, more artfully shot movie. I think it goes for more kind of artsy things than Joe Dante does. And yet Joe Dante is more fun to watch. <laughs> it, there's, I'm sorry if, I've go, if I'm picking one over the other. Um, I think it's possible that if I wa- I may watch Cinema Paradiso again and rate it higher and mm-hmm. maybe rank it higher than Matinee. But as far as first impressions go, which all three of these movies had a chance to score out for me, um, yeah, Matinee is getting the edge, so it's getting, it's getting fucked. Um, <laughs> where Sex, Lies, and Videotape is getting married um, mm-hmm. just because I... Sorry, it's a better film than Matinee. <laughs> no, and you know what? Joe Dante would agree. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Dante, Joe Dante seems like a real a real mensch, I gotta say. He he definitely seems like a very uh sweet man. And uh it's very interesting to see how people respond to this one. Cause I showed this, I showed this uh little little secret. I actually showed this over the weekend to a couple friends. Oh, cool. Matinee. And they never, they were not ready for it. They were kind of like, they, I mean, they were just like, they didn't know what it was going to be about, or they were just kind of seeing like the opening, like, oh, this is going to be a, a bummer. And then like John Goodman swaggers in and like kind of like, like John Goodman's self everywhere. Yeah. And like, hey, yay. And it's such a, I don't think a lot of people know about this one. And I'm very happy that uh, we have a chance to talk about it. I'm glad that you were able to. No. See it. I, I caught the vibe early on too with just, <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I was just assuming like, okay, it's going to be about um, the, it's going to be about in a way these kind of like shitty monster movies that I would have watched on Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> um, but it's probably going to come at it from a, a more winking, loving angle from it. And also like maybe just the way it's shot and the plots around it. Like, I just was sort of impressed that, like, it is in itself its own matinee movie. Like, <laughs> just with the adventure, like, the worry over the Cuban Missile Crisis, the the plot of the two kids who are trying to get dates to, um, I guess, a dance or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, young Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, Wait, who is she in this? Isn't she, like, the... Uh, the the girl his friend tries to tries to date who like who is dating the the biker guy with who does poetry oh, the poetry bully oh the poet the poetry bully is also like here's the thing it's also an imperfect movie it's like it's definitely got its flaws <laughs> and like lapses in logic and like structure or like certain characters I'm like I don't really care about this person but. <laughs> Uh, am I wrong that Sarah Michelle Gellar's not in this movie? I guess I, I may be right. You may be right. I just I feel like I would have like seen her <laughs> pop up. Uh, but yeah, the someone who looks was... someone who looked a lot like Sarah Michelle Gellar is in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, she's uh, man. Yeah, no, there's a there. I, the poetry bully is definitely one of those parts of the movie that like i understand people don't like it but it's so it's so it it's it does feel like a somebody else wrote that mm-hmm. a little bit <laughs> like it seems like david it seems like mark frost like snuck in like during season two of writing twin peaks and just like came in like and just like threw it in there Hey, I have a correction. That is Kelly Martin is her name. It's not Sarah Michelle Keller, but Kelly okay. Martin who plays um, yeah, just uh, the very like like Sherry, uh, yeah. Sherry, yeah, the very the very kind of like yeah, the girl who had the. This is why people come to listen to this podcast so they can yes. <laughs> for our bad re-summarizing of films that they probably could see. Anyway, I. Thank you for sharing this with me, Sam. I, I felt I felt I felt really good about it. I felt sort of surprised too that like it's the kind of movie that like it should be playing on like TV every Saturday, like on your USAs or on your TNTs. Like the kind of movie yeah. you just flip it through channels and be like, oh, this is fun. Like this was born on TBS and it should it should uh keep on coming back. 
Agreed. Every Saturday. Agreed. So, Andy, what are we going to challenge each other? All right. So, Sam, um, I, I'll go first. Um, I have brought you to the heights of cinema. I am now going to bring you to the depths of no. cinema. <laughs> no. No, Andy, I know what you're going to do. No. Are you? Do you? Do you? Do you know? Let's see. Um, it's Lars Van Trier. I'm not doing it. No. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm going less hardy than that. Um, Thank you. I'm, I will, I will give you the caveat that I'm planning to watch this this week okay. because it's going to be the subject of a uh, online streaming uh, live Flophouse episode. Sam, I think we should watch Teen Wolf this week. Andy, I wish I could say I, I can, I'm grateful to rewatch Teen Wolf. Oh, you haven't loved time it. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Why? Uh, that's the one with football, right? No, that's the one with the dog in football. Oh, okay. oh you fool! <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was uh, Airbud too. Um, all right, okay. So you're we're Teen Wolf is. Do you consider Teen Wolf a bad movie, or do you consider it not like they're going to talk Joan about arc level? Well, <laughs> I mean, you're saying it's the depths of like bad movies. I don't think it's. I'm a not bad saying movie. it's the depths of bad movie. I just was th- thought it was funny. I was trying to think of a movie to challenge you to and i knew i was going to watch this and i thought this would be funny to challenge uh sam to watch after watching the passion of joan of arc you know what is <laughs> what is the polar opposite in terms of it it's, i'm not gonna go we're, we're not watching like truly the worst thing we're not watching cats again but i thought <laughs> and i assumed it's kind of like a bad ridiculous movie because it's going to be talked about on the flop house but maybe I mean, maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe maybe i'll find it a lot of fun hopefully uh i i probably will so wait you've seen it before though i have not oh okay great oh i might have seen the ending the ending that everyone talks about do you know what i'm talking about i think so yeah yeah where yeah. they the uh, do you want the, can i say it on the podcast or is it not the guy, the, yeah, the, guy, the guy in the stands yeah the guy yeah yeah i've heard about that <laughs> okay we'll, we'll see if that's going to be in the hulu version that i watched maybe they've finally edited it out what if they like just focus on that <laughs> like that's the ending that's it's that's... just like a cropped everyone out but just that the fans cut <laughs> <laughs> this is what oh. people really love of this movie <laughs> yeah that's everyone thinks about teen wolf they think about that <laughs> <laughs> well andy uh can i can i ask you a quick question yes would you say it's unfair for me to recommend something that neither of us have watched? Not at all. I mean, I just recommended something that neither of us have watched. All right, Andy. I have never in my life seen a Michael, uh, a Fassbender film. Let me rephrase that. The Fassbender Russian guy, not the Irish actor. Gotcha. And he is known for two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, like an Androff, like Androff Tartovsky, and very long films. <laughs> oh dear, what are you gonna? Very long films. What are, uh, what, are, what are we watching? You don't have to watch. I will not challenge you to watch all of it because God knows I have not even touched it yet. But if you could start on Berlin Alexander Platz on the first chapter, which is an hour and a half on Criterion Channel. Berlin Alexander Platt? I think that's right. Okay. Um, Alexander Berlin. Oh, it's maybe Alexander Berlin Platts. Okay. Um, Is I'm, that... I'm looking this up. I don't. I don't know this. One. This hasn't come yet uh, up yet on my. They shoot films. Oh yeah, Berlin Alexander Platts from 19... Berlin Alexander Platts. Yes. Oh, not the ni- the 1980 one. There's a 1931 version of this somehow. And this the movie 1981. is 902 minutes, dude. <laughs> Just the first part, which is an hour and a half. All right. Maybe, maybe I this will not make you watch all of this in a week. This is going to become a Rainier Werner uh, Fassbender podcast, apparently. Oh, man. If we do that, we should do that. That should be our live stream Twitch. Where oh, we just like go through all of the Fassbender and Tarkovsky stuff. All right. Well, we don't sleep, but we just watch it. Teen Wolf and at least the first part of Berlin, Berlin Alexander Plots. That's. That's coming next week on Film Mary Kill. Look, oh. uh, this is going to be fun. 
I hope so. For for both <laughs> of our no sake. Choice. We have no <laughs> choice but to make this fun. All right. We're running out of time here soon. So let's thanks everyone for listening to the show. Thank you Bye. so much, everyone. Please sure to like and review and all the fun stuff that other podcasters tell you to do. Do that for us. Follow us on Twitter at uh, Film Mary Kill. Sam, you're at Sam Lounsbury. Uh, uh, you can also follow Andy at Letterboxd at Kinetic Android. You could follow me at some Sam Ander, Sam underscore Lounsbury. Sam underscore Lounsbury. And you Sorry. can email both of us at filmmarykill at protonmail.com. That's correct. That's and Bill Mary Kill at protonmail.com. One last thing, though, too. Uh, Sam, I noticed on Twitter a little plug, and I want to give an opportunity. You wrote something for a thing called Boxcar Magazine. Oh, my gosh, I did. Andy, I wrote this a while ago. I wrote a piece uh, on Tenet uh, that got that I will not spoil, mm. <laughs> but uh, it's featured for. Uh, my friend Erickson Dockery started a magazine. It's going to be all things comedy, all things entertainment, and just released monthly. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it You can get a free, you get the first issue free if you use my last name, Lounsbury, L-O-U-N-S-B as in boy, U-R-Y. Mm -hmm. Put in the promo code and you'll get the first issue for free. Sweet. If not, look... you can also pay for it quarterly and yearly. Cool. I look forward but... to giving it a test. Uh, I saw it on your Twitter and if you missed all that yeah just follow sam on twitter and uh get a get a look to that all right sam all right let me go let you go do your thing and i'll go thank do my so thing thank you all for listening we'll see you next week on film, film mary, mary kill, kill.